0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of 10 with Tom, where we explore faith 10 minutes at a time. Today we're talking about uh, how do we climb out or how do we free ourselves from prisons in our lives. So we've been exploring the, the book of Genesis, the story of Joseph, how he moves from pit to prison to palace. And this week I want to talk about what does it mean to be in a prison and, and, and what do we do when we find ourselves trapped? It could be trapped in relationships, could be trapped in a mental state with depression or anxiety, it could be uh, trapped in a, in a physical sense, maybe you're struggling with some sort of ailment or physical illness. What do we do when we find ourselves trapped or we feel imprisoned? But I want to show you this testimony. Uh, it comes from a, a, an actual prisoner who spent time in jail uh, for a crime he committed. And this is a testimony from the Alpha Course and that really has impacted me and I know impacted many people's lives. Uh, it's quite a dramatic story, but we'd love to share it with you today. So check it out.
1: I got in with the wrong crowd and I started to um, pinch cars, burglar houses, uh, become known, me and my friends become known as very high profile thieves really i used to carry big knives uh, the the big knives to the smaller knives down my waist and i was the kind of person where if you pulled a knife out i would use it Uh, i ended up stabbing someone in the head Uh, i ended up um stabbing someone just missing his heart and going through the top of his shoulder uh, the, the top of his chest and his shoulder way he dropped to the floor and so i was on the run for two attempted murders and then i was just when I went to prison, I had such a hatred for the system and I couldn't handle being told what to do, couldn't handle prison officers mucking me about. When I went out on association, I got the prison officer and I, uh, I stabbed them. And then this led to me going into maximum security prisons, being put on CSC, to where they feed you through a hatch in the door. There's no physical contact, so they have to have ride shields and ride gear on. Um, and that was my life for a long, long time basically, and I, I just was going from prison to prison, prison to prison. But then I ended up going to Long Larton in Worcestershire. And when I was in there, I ended up going in an alpha course. Never heard of an alpha course, N- didn't know anything. And I just remember walking in, because they'd sent me down, I sat down on a chair, and I thought, oh no, it's a Christian thing. And we'd just go there every week, and I would argue. And the pastor, um, I remember he come to me, He said, right, I'm going to say a few scriptures first before we pray. And one of them was, no one's righteous, not one. We all fall short of the glory of God. And then he said the verses about Jesus and explained a bit why he died on the cross for sinners and stuff. And then he said, pray. So I started praying. And I said, "Uh, God, I said, God, if you're real, come into my life because I hate who I am. Nothing happened but then as I was talking to the pastor I started to feel this energy feeling in my stomach and it started to raise up and raise up and raise up and raise up and I just broke out into uncontrollable um, tears and I just sobbed and I just, right there, Because that was a change in my whole life. I knew God was real. um, And no one will change that now. And then I remember (laughs) running on the wing. People clearly knew that I would become a Christian. So I actually helped them on another two Alpha courses. And then I I got released. I've been in a prison where I, because you would have thought that the prison where I stabbed the prison officers would have been the last prison to have me. But they were the first, that's how God works. The best thing for me is going in prisons and helping the lads in prison and, and trying to tell them about God. I've got um, four kids and they're my life. Um, and what upsets me is because now I know um, that back then, if I had the kids, uh, they wouldn't have had a good upbringing. And now they sit on the night and have Bible studies with the dad. Um, Bible study with a dad, have a life, The beautiful, um, and my life. And is probably my wife and my kids are the best gift, that, apart from the grace God's given me, is the best gift I've ever, he'll ever give me. Didn't expect to cry like that. Recovered now.
0: Sure, uh, what an incredible testimony uh, and story. And I remember watching it for the first time and it just kind of impacted, even as I watch it now again, it just... What an incredible story. And I know know that's kind of a dramatic story. Not all of us have been in prison and hopefully none of you watching this have stabbed anyone. (laughs) You know, we may not have those dramatic stories, but, but here's a story from a prisoner and the reality is we all have prisons in our lives. Maybe it's, as I said, a mental prison or an emotional prison. Maybe you feel trapped in a toxic relationship. Uh, maybe you feel trapped in your work and you know what, it, it doesn't really have to be dramatic. Pain is pain, that's the reality. Maybe you feel like you're just in a prison because your kids are at home and you're just desperate for them to go back to school. That That's also legitimate. I mean our kids yesterday were playing by the pool and they bumped their heads and one tooth went through the lip and the other one's chipped his tooth. It's like first day of school, <laughs> they look like they've been in a brawl. Anyway, so, so I get it but the reality is we all have prisons in our lives and, and that's what I want to share today because Maybe for you it is a serious thing. Maybe, as I said, it's a toxic relationship or, or an abusive situation. Maybe you feel trapped. But, but here's what I want to say, whatever that is, God is bigger than our prisons. God is bigger than our problems. God is bigger than the pits that we find ourselves in. And, and I mean, if, if that story isn't, doesn't show that clear enough, if He can rescue a guy like that from a, a life of, of, of violence and destruction and, and rescue someone, if He can rescue a guy like me, then God is bigger than whatever it is that you're facing, and I, and I hope that that encourages you. You see, when Joseph found himself in a prison, um, you know, he, he didn't know what the outcome is. We read the story in reverse and we know he got out and we know that God used that time. I mean, it's quite interesting to me because Joseph is actually interpreting other people's dreams. If you read the story, he interprets the baker's dream, uh, he, you know, and, and he kind of knows uh, what the dreams mean for them. But if you think about it, he's still wondering, What about my dream, God? (laughs) Remember the dream you gave me when I was 17 years old that my brothers would bow down to me? I mean, he's still in prison at this point. We know that dream come true. But even as he's interpreting the dreams of people around him, he doesn't know what God is doing. But we know that while he found himself in a prison, God was busy orchestrating a plan. A plan not just to rescue and redeem Joseph from the dark places of his life, but actually to rescue and redeem an entire nation and to reconcile him to his brothers. I mean, what an incredible turnaround. And so, like I said, I don't know what prison you find yourselves in. I think a lot of the time, if I wanted to kind of focus in on a particular prison today, um, I think for most of us, we find our, the prisons we find ourselves in are a prison of the mind. Um, because, you know, pain is inevitable. Rick Warren says pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. And I think sometimes we God has opened the door for us. God has purchased our freedom. He's made a way. He's, he's swung open the doors of the cage and yet freedom isn't freedom unless we walk out the cage. And I think sometimes we actually hold ourselves prisoners. Um, I remember I used to have a shirt um, and it had a cage on it and the door of the cage was open but there was like a dead bird in the cage. Um, this was a long time ago. It was a super cool shirt. It was like ironic and very trendy and cool. Anyway, but it was a powerful message because freedom isn't freedom unless we walk out the cage and so how do we do that well I want to just give you one verse uh, today and I don't want to just give you my ideas with ten with Tom I want to give you scripture that can hopefully help you in your daily life and Romans 12 verse 2 is a scripture for today and uh, it's a well-known verse but it says this do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed how by the renewing of your mind and we know that that's actually true. That's how our brains work. We know now from neuroscience and neuroplasticity that we can actually renew our minds, the synapses and the neuro, you know, the, the chemicals in our brain. So do not conform, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want to read to you from the message version because I love the way he puts it. Verse 1 says, so here's what I want you to do. And I want to pray this over you. Maybe you want to close your eyes as I read this. Here's what I want you to do, God helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. It's how we walk out the prisons. Don't become, so here's verse 2, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Or so well adjusted to our patterns of thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Fix your attention on God. Don't fix your attention on the worries of this world, on all these things that are going on. I'm not saying stick your head in the sand. I don't think that's what Paul's saying. But it's saying fix your attention on one thing and that's God. And then he says, and you will be changed from the inside out. That's how the gospel, that's how God works. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. So that's my prayer for you. Thanks for joining us with 10 with Tom. I hope these are helpful for you. Share them uh, with people who may, maybe you know are in a pit or in a prison right now. Maybe this will help. Who knows what God might do. Uh, if you missed the Sunday message, go back. Uh, catch up on the Grace Podcast. Again, just some practical uh, stories and interviews with people who've actually done this in their lives and what it looks like. But my hope and my prayer for you is that you would be renewed today. That you would be transformed today by the renewing of your mind. So thanks for joining us. Um, this has actually not been Ten with Tom today. It's been Ten with Tom and Dil, because I noticed. Don't think I didn't notice, Dil. You snuck that in to my office. But I hope it's been helpful for you. We explore faith ten minutes at a time. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> hope you didn't get that on camera. Oh, my <laughs> okay.